everyone. Welcome back to the Stay Current podcast. As you know, here at Cincinnati Children's Hospital, we dedicate to summarize what's most important out there. And for that, we have a couple of articles from the Journal of Pediatric Surgery to highlight for you. Along with the infographic we have posted on social media and on the app, we're going to talk about that article as well as another one here. As a reminder, I'm Ellen and Cisco. I'm M. Tom Bash. And I'm Cecilia Hichena. And we're research fellows at Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center. And this is part of our series, again, on highlighting Journal of Pediatric Surgery articles. As usual, the editors helped us pick the articles. This month, the month of August 2022, was chosen by Dr. Pablo Laje, a pediatric surgeon at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. And the two articles we're going to talk about today, one is about sentinel lip node biopsy in Williams tumor, and the other is about complications, a description of you know some complications that occur in newborns needing ECMO for CDH. And so do you want to take it away with the first one, M? Yeah, of course, Ellen. Our first article for today is uh, coming from Iran. Uh, it's called Sentinel Lymph Node Biopsy in Pediatrics Wilms Tumor. We talked with the uh, second and third author, Dr. Shojayan and Dr. Hiratwar. I'm Dr. Reza Shojayan, uh, Associate Professor of Akbar Children Hospital, Mashhad University of Medical Sciences. My name is Mehran Hiratwar, and I also uh, I'm a pediatric surgeon and work in the same center that Dr. Shujayan worked there as an associate professor of pediatric surgery. This is a prospective study to see if we can use sentinel lymph node biopsy uh, for diagnosing and staging pediatric Wilms tumor. They recruited 21 to 16-year-old children with non-metastatic primary Wilms tumor. We started with the same protocol uh, as the other solid tumors, uh, which is the injection of ra- radio tracer around the tumor at the first step of the surgery and searching for the maximum uptake in tumor region. The sentinel lymph node detection and sampling was made with the radio tracer. According to the results, for 16 patients, uh, they found it one just a single sentinel lymph node and four of them has more than one. They have they had multiple sentinel lymph nodes. And the most common site where those uh, lymph nodes were aortic cable space. How well did the sentinel node correlate with the node that was actually the positive node? And that was Dr. Talponsky. He's a pediatric surgeon at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. We didn't find any positive lymph node among those patients that sentinel node was negative. So this makes the false negative value of this method 100%. The false negative means that none of the patients who had no tumor in the sentinel lymph node had tumor elsewhere. If they had tumor elsewhere, then it was also in the sentinel lymph node. And here's some comments from Dr. Hiratwar. And this technique, I think, help the surgeon to, to find and remove and pick it up the lymph node very easily. Is this just another form of image-guided surgery? You inject the tracer and it shows you where the nodes are because sometimes it's hard to see them. Even just that is helpful. Yeah, but eventually if you're 
100% sure that if the central node is negative and then the rest is negative, you can just take out the central node, send it to pathology and wait them to tell you it's negative. Okay, this is like the ending of the surgery. That's a great point, Cecilia. Maybe in the future, we won't need to do this full lymph node dissection for Wilms as we found in other pathologies or in other diseases, but this is one step perhaps towards that. I think that a collaboration between other centers on similar methodology will help everybody to come to a conclusion soon. Yeah, maybe that would be the one of the next steps that can be taken if anyone out there reading your paper, maybe they can reach out to you and uh, plan a collaboration between different centers. Yeah, okay, so we have the second article for today that's called ECMO and its complications in newborns or CD8. Uh, what they did, this is a study made in New York, and what they did is describe the complications among the patients with uh, CDH that had an ECMO run. And they presented the complications with the ELSO criteria, so it's pretty standard. That was Dr. Lahey. He, he helped us to choose his articles from JPS August issue. And they had 258 patients with CDH. Of them, 21% were supported with ECMO. And from the ECMO patients, 61% survived. The most common uh, categories of uh, complications were metabolic and mechanical. And, but two categories uh, from the complications that were more common among non-survivors were mechanical and renal complications. The conclusion is that up to 70% of CDH patients that go on ECMO have complications. But as they said somewhere along the way, you know, not, not all complications are equal and not all complications are equally relevant for us as surgeons, right? Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's more um, educational than practice changing. It's like Dr. Lahey said, it's, you know, important to understand the complications that can come from any procedure that we do. And this is, you know, educational or descriptive information, like you said. It's good for us to keep learning more about this disease and better understanding and predictors of outcomes so we can tailor our care in the future. But, um, you know, they've always been, a, uh, you know, one of the leading centers in, in this, and it's good to have them give us their updates every now and then. So that's great. Okay, so that was the second part of our August podcast. Again, the first article we talked about is featured in an infographic posted on social media and on the app. And both articles are linked below if you want to read them for yourself and get all the details. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, be sure to leave us a comment and a rating and a review wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching. Uh, don't forget to download the Stay Current in Pediatric Surgery app, see the infographics, see more of these podcasts. Again, I'm Ellen and Cisco. I'm, I'm Tom Bash. And I'm Cecilia Higieno. And this is the Stay Current Podcast. Mm-hmm.